broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. When you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious. Um, Every day I ask, you know, what does God have in store for me and how does he want to utilize me in this position that I hold. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're broadcasting on Sports Byline USA on stations across the country. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to all of our podcast listeners that will hear this show later. And and for everybody listening on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're we're thankful to be everywhere. And you can always check out our website, unpackingit.com. Today on the show, we've got a special Thanksgiving edition of Unpacking It. And and at the end of the show, I'll uh, share a little bit about why we can be thankful for injuries and and how in sports we've seen the, the value of injuries and I know that sounds a little crazy, but uh, but stick around for that. We'll also be joined today by Mike Flint. He was the 59-year-old college linebacker, and, and his story is incredible, and, and maybe you've heard it, but if you haven't, you need to hear it. And for the first time, you need to hear it again because it's so inspiring. It's, it's just incredible uh, how, how that happened and, and what he was able to do uh, as a 59-year-old going back to college to play football. It's kind of all of our dreams to say, hey, let, let's give it one more try. Uh, but he went after it, and, and so he's going to share his story with us today. And, and then coming up next, we'll, we'll do our segment, I'm Convinced. And I've got some thoughts about Andrew Luck and the Colts, the Rams and the Chiefs, playoff expansion in college football, and Les Miles going to Kansas. It's coming up right here on Unpacking It. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com, and be sure to subscribe to our email devotional and our podcast. You can always email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Well, right now, it's time for our segment we call I'm Convinced, where I let you know what I'm convinced of from the week in sports. And so we'll start in the NFL because I'm convinced the Indianapolis Colts will make the playoffs. They have now won four straight games, and it's time we all take notice of how well this team is playing. I'm convinced Andrew Luck is still an elite quarterback, even though so many forgot that 
following his shoulder injury. Now we talk about Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff and, and all these young quarterbacks, but Andrew Luck is still in the prime of his career, and he's showing us just how great he is. I'm also convinced Frank Reich is an excellent head coach and the perfect fit for Luck and the Colts. I'm convinced he should have gotten a head coaching job a little bit sooner, but hey, the, the Colts, they, they, they ended up with him, and, and I think they're really excited about what he's done for that locker room and, and really for this offense to be able to thrive the way that it is right now against really good defenses. Now, this was not the most talented team on paper heading into the season, and they really are overachieving right now. Now, I'm convinced they keep it going, and they earn a wild card spot in the playoffs. Luck has to stay healthy, of course, but the good news is he has five games where he hasn't been sacked and has 214 consecutive pass attempts without a sack. Now, this has been a major issue in the past because he's been running for his life. The offensive line hasn't protected him. He hasn't known you know, when to throw it out of bounds and, and maybe not to, to take as many risks, and, and he's just improved as a passer. Now, I'm convinced that Luck is an MVP candidate and Reich is a Coach of the Year candidate. Luck is, is second in the NFL in touchdown passes and his completion percentage is a career high. I'm also convinced the Philadelphia Eagles miss Frank Reich being their offensive coordinator as their offense just isn't the same without him on the sidelines. I'm also convinced the Colts deserve some hype right now, and I really am thrilled to see Andrew Luck bouncing back the way he is. All right, the number two story. I'm convinced college football needs to expand their playoff to eight teams. Four teams just isn't enough. I'm convinced that would mean that, that teams need to drop a regular season game to allow for the playoff to last three weeks. Just think about that. How awesome would three weeks of the playoffs be in college football? Because I'm convinced the gap between the end of the regular season and, and conference championships and then the playoff starting is way too long. So we add an extra week and then we get three weeks of playoff action. And then we have eight schools involved instead of only four. And so it just makes it more interesting. And I'm convinced that having eight teams still allows the regular season to remain intriguing. And it would actually make more teams relevant and in contention, which then adds more value to the regular season. Now, losses would still carry a huge weight in the regular season, but more teams would stay alive in the playoff mix even if they lose an early season game. I mean, it's devastating when a team loses in, in week one or two and we basically say, yeah, they're not going to make the playoff. I mean, that, 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 that stinks. Like, of course, it carries weight, but that's not, to me, that, that, that takes away from, from the regular season. And so you add eight teams into the mix and, and you, you make the regular season better, and you make the playoffs better. And then you might say, well, why not do 16? Why not do 24? Well, let's, let's start with eight. <laughs> let's get to eight. We, we, we initially wanted just to get to four, so we started there, but, but I think it's time for, for eight. Now, I think you take the top eight schools, and, and I'm not even necessarily sold on you have to have one from each Power 5 conference. Just take the top five or, or the top eight schools, and then you make sure that there is never an undefeated team left out of the playoff. There should never be a situation like we had last year with Central Florida finishing undefeated and then not making the playoff. 
Now, I'm convinced eight teams would allow the possibility for more upsets, interesting matchups in the playoff, and then allow a surprising team to get hot even as the eighth seed. So I I think it would be great. I'm I'm in favor of it. Let me know your thoughts on this topic. Bryce at unpackingit.com is the email. Bryce at unpackingit.com is the email. I just think we have to see more teams than than Alabama and Clemson in in the mix every year. I want to see eight teams and and the upsets and the possibilities would just make it so fascinating for three weeks of a playoff. I love it. All right, number three. I'm convinced Les Miles heading to Kansas to take over the program is great for college football. I'm convinced the sport is better with Les Miles involved. He's a good coach. He's entertaining. He's a character, and he'll make Kansas relevant. Now, I'm a big college basketball fan as well, and so I'm convinced that more great basketball schools should have stronger football programs and vice versa. But obviously, it takes an elite coach to, to make that happen and, and to give one of those schools a, a, a chance and for them to, to bring in the, the right head coach. And so I'm so glad that Les Miles decided to give it a try at Kansas. And so I, I think about you know, a, a school like Auburn, a football school, they bring in Bruce Pearl. Well, now Auburn is, is more relevant in college basketball. And so I just like when this happens with, with some of the, 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 the programs that are strong, that we know, they have huge fan bases. Let them be good in basketball and football. I, I like it. I think, I, think it's, I think it's really cool. So good for Kansas to make that happen. All right, last one. I'm convinced we should all be rooting for the same Super Bowl matchup. That's right. I think we should all be cheering to see the Rams and the Chiefs take on each other in this year's Super Bowl. How phenomenal was Monday Night Football? I mean, I I couldn't turn away from it. It, it was so entertaining. You didn't know what was going to happen next, but you figured someone was going to score a touchdown. And, and so to see this matchup play out the way that it did, and then to think, okay, what if this was on the larger stage of the Super Bowl? You think about all the storylines, two young quarterbacks. You got the young coach trying to, to prove that, that he is the real deal in Sean McVay. You got Andy Reid, who needs a Super Bowl to, to add to his, his really strong coaching career, but he hasn't gotten the, the big win. And then we would, we would see a game that would include so much scoring like we've never seen in a Super Bowl before. That would at least be the, the anticipation leading up to the game. And, and so what we saw on Monday night, I think, is, is, is great if that's the future of the NFL. Now, we've talked plenty on this show and other shows about the, the way that the defense is kind of going away and they're getting penalized for, for big hits, and that really has cleaned up this year but but we're seeing the results of those rule changes where offense are, offenses are just so free to really run and throw and find open receivers and and it just it looks beautiful out there i mean it really does the, the, the way these these offenses especially with the rams and the chiefs are orchestrated it, it's just a it's a work of art not to to over you know hype it but but man it's just awesome to see so to, to think that these two teams could make it through the you know the AFC in, in, in with Kansas City, of course they have to get through New England, but but we've seen New England in the Super Bowl. We we know that story. We, we we've been there, done that, and and to see Kansas City with this exciting young, 
Patrick Mahomes, a little bit Brett Favre-like. He'll throw a couple interceptions, but that's okay. Uh, I would love to see them get through the, the AFC. And then in the NFC, we, we've got the, the, the Saints, of course, and, and, and really that's the only team I see the, the, the Rams you know, struggling potentially uh, against. And so let's all, let's all rally behind this matchup because I'm convinced our Super Bowl viewing parties would be so much fun. So there you go. That's what I'm convinced of this week on Unpacking It. Let me know your thoughts. Bryce at unpackingit.com is the email. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Mike Flint. He's got an incredible story of being a 59-year-old playing college football. It's next. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. So glad to be with you on this show today. And coming up in just a moment, we've got just an incredible interview that that I know you're going to love uh, to hear this story uh, of Mike Flint. Later on today, we're going to do our segment, Unpack This, about injuries and being thankful for injuries, not only in sports, but in life as well. So you'll definitely want to hear about that. And, and also want to encourage you to check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can subscribe to our email devotional uh, that we send out Monday through Friday. Basically, it's an encouragement uh, about faith and sports and life. And so you can get that right in your inbox. Uh, also, subscribe to our podcast. All of that can be found on unpackingit.com. And you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Joining us today on Unpacking It is former college football player Mike Flint. He played linebacker at Sol Ross State in 1969 and 1970 before getting kicked off the team. However, in 2007, he returned to the football field as a 59-year-old grad student. He has an incredible story of chasing a dream, overcoming regret, and proving it's never too late. He wrote a book about his story called The Senior, with LeBron James writing the foreword. I'm thrilled to share Mike Flint's journey with you today. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing great, Bryce. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're we're fired up about it, and and so really, we're just gonna we're gonna give some of the the, the background to to your story, and then we'll we'll really hear some of the the details of, of what took place uh, with your your crazy return to football, and it's just it's just awesome. And so, what was life like for you growing up, and 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 who were you as a twenty year old college student the first time around at Sol Ross State? Well, I was uh, I was raised in West Texas. Um, I call it the great nation of West Texas because they, <laughs> they've got their own way of doing things, and anyone that's ever spent any time out there will uh, certainly understand that. But uh, my dad was a um, World War II veteran. He was in D-Day, Battle of the Bulge, and he pretty much used that um, military training mindset and when in, in rearing me, and uh, we started boxing at a 
a very young age. I was six, and um, he called it boxing. I'm, I'm pretty sure what we were doing was fighting. <laughs> but um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, and uh, Daddy, uh, in his training of me, um, th- the greatest impact he had on me was the mental training. And um, he impressed on me how important it was to always be in a um, in a position where I could take advantage of. He felt like I was going to be small, and uh, so he he wanted to give me every opportunity uh, that he could to, to know how to take care of myself. And so um, the, the mental, I was a good person. I wasn't a troublemaker, but, uh, as I got older, I became a trouble seeker, mm. uh, because of all the training I had. Um, um, I didn't mind fighting and, um, in West Texas with the roughnecks, the, um, the Cowboys and all the football, if, if you don't mind fighting, there's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Um, I, uh, was on that first state championship team at Permian High School that um, inspired the book and the subsequent movie Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I had multiple scholarship offers. I ended up at a uh, a college, Solal State uh, University, at, down in in South Texas, and um, I was a an all conference linebacker. Um, I had my sophomore year, I had over a hundred tackles. I had over a hundred tackles my junior year and, uh, I was voted team captain. Uh, I was the leading tackler on that team. I was voted defensive player of the year, most conscientious. And I, I had a stellar reputation with my teammates. Uh, however, the administration did not share, uh, that opinion of me, Mm. um, I had 10 off-the-field altercations over that two-year time period that uh, basically had me on their radar. And um, um, coming back my senior year, I I could have graduated um, the summer before my senior year. I, I needed six hours to graduate. I came back for one reason and one reason only, and it was to win a conference championship. We were playing in a Lone Star Conference at that time, which was one of the premier conferences in the nation because it was integrated. Mm. And we had some great black athletes playing uh, at schools in that conference. And um, we had gone eight and three uh, my junior year. So I was coming back my senior year to win a conference championship. And I uh, got in a fight during two-a-days. The coaches had asked me to check curfew to make sure everyone was in uh at the dorm a couple of guys um weren't in uh i confronted him about it uh one of them took exception to me telling him when he could and couldn't come and go and it got physical and he got hurt um and the president of the college was called uh, he called the head coach and said, I've, I've heard Mike Flint's name for the last time. It's you or Mike Flint. Who's it going to be? Mm. And uh, he called me in, told me that uh, he had no choice, that uh, I was not going to be able to play my senior year, and uh, that he was going to have to kick me off the team, and, and I was kicked out of school. Wow. 
and you know that was football was was really all I had. I mm. at that point in my life, I you know I had no faith. Um, um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, and um, I left uh, West Texas, um, went to Austin, Texas, and met a uh, beautiful young co-ed there at uh, <laughs> at the University of Texas and we started dating and fell in love and uh, um, we end up uh, getting married and we've been married now for uh, over 46 years oh, but Eileen awesome. Eileen um, changed my whole life she she introduced me to, to Jesus amen I love it so we're talking with Mike Flint right now on unpacking it and, and just an incredible story of, of playing college football, late 60s, early 70s, and then again in 2007. And so we're in the middle of that story. We'll, we'll get to the, 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 the peak of, of the football side in just a moment. But, but Mike, you, you mentioned all right, you, you didn't have a faith background. You get kicked out of college. You, you meet you, the, the, the love of your life. We end up marrying. And so how, how did uh, Jesus become real to you, and then and, and how did he ultimately transform your life? Well, there were some things that happened in my life uh, from a, a business standpoint that I was uh, backed into a corner, and it was, um, it was pretty devastating to me. It was something that, uh, through trust in a, in a friend that was betrayed, uh, there were possible legal ramifications, and I... Um, I just was at a loss for how to deal with it, how to handle it. And I was drinking a lot at the time, and I um, had been drinking um, a, a bottle of Jack Daniels and uh, told Eileen, uh, I said, you know, I, I think the easiest thing for me to do, to, I just can't, I can't deal with this anymore, it would be to, you know, take my pistol and, and go in my closet and end this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just, she she looked at me and she knew with my violent past that this wasn't alcohol talking, that she needed to, she needed to help me. And mm-hmm. um, throughout our relationship, uh, Eileen had demanded that, you know, hey, listen, it's not, this is not an option. Uh, we're going to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're you know, we're going to have our kids are going to be raised in a, in a Christian home. And so I would sit in church and I would be listening to the preacher and I would be thinking about other things. And, uh, you know, I, I was so full of pride. Uh, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to have anybody die for me, uh, mm. that I was a self-made man. I, you know, I could, I could take it. I could do whatever I needed to do. And then, uh, God knocked me to my knees mm. and, um, Eileen took me that day um after that statement and we went for a walk and she was holding my hand and I never really knew until that time the depth of her relationship with uh with Christ and mm. she began to quote scripture to me and uh explain to me how much that uh Christ loved me and the plan that he had for me and and I all of a sudden it dawned on me I didn't know anything about God. I didn't know anything about the Bible. And, uh, so, but I knew that day, I knew somehow deep down that things were going to be different and it was going to be better. And, um, over the next few weeks, 
I ended up uh, making a profession of faith in Christ and uh, forever changed my life. Amen. Oh, absolutely. It's a game changer. And, and man, what a story. Mike Flint, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and when we come back, we're, we're going to hear the, the rest of the story. So he goes from playing college football. He gets kicked out. His, his life is, is unraveling. He, uh, he understands who Jesus is, begins to follow him. And it's amazing what God does in his life following that. So when we return here on Unpacking It, we've got plenty more. We're just getting going with Mike Flint. He's the author of the book, The Senior. LeBron James wrote the foreword for the book. And so we got plenty more right here on Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA. The place to hear athletes opening up about their true passions in life. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Fantasy football is the best. You compete with your friends and family all season long, and when you win, it's so exciting. I have won two rings myself, and as fun as fantasy football already is, what if we played with more purpose and meaning? Well, at Fantasy Football Fellowship, we created a way for you to have league meetings throughout the season to discuss how fantasy relates to our lives and the Bible. Each week, we have content, topics, and questions that allow fantasy owners to connect intentionally with each other and to God. We'll help your league have conversations about fantasy, faith, and life as you go from the draft to the championship. Play fantasy football and change your lives. Sign your league up today at FantasyFootballFellowship.com. Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're talking sports, faith, and life. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. And we're in the middle of a conversation with Mike Flint. He played linebacker at Sol Ross State in 1969 and 1970. And so we're in the middle of the story of how he got kicked off the football team, ended up deciding to follow Jesus later in life once he met his wife. And then now we're going to get into the story of, of how he decided to return to football in 2007 as a 59-year-old grad student. So, so Mike, let, let's continue uh, right now. And, and so here, here you are. Your, your life is beginning to change be, because, uh, because of Jesus, and he's transforming your life. And so, so what, what does life look like at, at this point, and, 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 and how often are you thinking about the disappointment and the regret about getting kicked off your college football team and, and ending your, your football career earlier than you would have, have liked? How often was this popping up in your mind? Well, it was a constant thing. It was something that um, I just, uh, it became the greatest regret in my life, losing that senior year. See, that team was picked to win the Lone Star Conference, and um, I knew the talent we had, and those guys would play for me. That was my team, and uh, they went 4-6-1 and one after I got kicked out. They didn't even have a winning season, and so I shouldered that responsibility and uh but it was it was something i lived with and i didn't share with anyone uh about how much 
I mean, I cried more times than I can remember mm. thinking about what might have been. And uh, I, I went into the strength coaching business. I became a strength and conditioning coach at the University of Nebraska, University of Oregon, Texas A&M. And I always had a philosophy about my training that I would never ask one of my athletes to do something that I was not willing to do myself. And so I stayed in great shape helping other people get in shape. And I uh, resigned from coaching uh, years ago. We moved to Franklin, Tennessee, where we live now. And um, I stayed involved in the in the fitness industry and that philosophy and that mindset of staying in shape. And so through happenstance in 2007, I found out that I still had a semester of eligibility left. Wow. Um, so Ross had changed to a Division three school, and so age limit was no longer uh, an issue. And I stepped out in faith, flew down to Texas, uh, drove back to Alpine in South Texas, where the Soros State University is located, and met with the head coach. And by the grace of God, my timing was perfect. I had an opportunity to try out with uh, 17 freshmen that were there for orientation oh. and um, the head coach you know he after the tryout told me he said um, I uh, I was totally shocked when I put you out there with those freshmen he said I uh, I thought that uh, it was going to be complete chaos but you can run with those guys Wow! and um, he said you know I I had three questions before I could give you an answer to your question about walking on. Number one, physically, could could a 59-year-old guy play college football? He said, watching you run with those guys, there's no doubt in my mind that you can do that. The second thing was uh, a reason. For you to come back and jeopardize your health, you would have to have an incredible reason. And I had told him, I said, I'd, I'd like to walk on, if I can, as a linebacker and help a bunch of young men that I don't even know but for me, it makes up for those guys I let down all those years ago, and I, I want a chance. And he said, I can't think of a better reason than the one you've given me. And he said, the third thing was passion, mm. uh, desire. He said, to go through what we're going to put you through in two-a-days to make this team, uh, you're going to have to have a tremendous amount of desire. And he said, but uh, I can see it in your eyes. I can hear it in your voice. You've probably got more desire in it than any kid we've got on this team. He said, you be here August 12th. I'm going to give you a chance to make this team. Oh, it's incredible. And so uh, that's how it started. It was probably, oh, there's no doubt that it was the most difficult thing I've ever done physically. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I always had a philosophy about those linebacking positions that one of them was mine and someone was going to have to take it from me, but I'd never played football in a 59-year-old body before. Mm. And uh, those young guys like to beat me to death. <laughs> but from a spiritual standpoint, uh, it was uh, every single day was such an incredible blessing. The, the, the relationships, the, the God allowed me to develop relationships with those young men, and I knew that he would, uh, that I still, I still stay in touch with them now. It's been 11 years, oh, and um, we stay in contact. But... Um, it was uh, it was the most incredible experience. My there were there were actually um, 
two games that that truly stand out in in that season. Um, my first game back in in 37 years of, of being away from the sport, my first game back on the field, we won the game in, in triple overtime. Wow! And um, uh, all of all of my, all my family, I was on the field when we won the game. Cool. Um, all my family was there to see the game. Um, you know, my 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 sisters, my mother. Uh, all my children, my my oldest grandson got to see me play. Everybody was there. It was just, it was so amazingly special. And then um, the other game was uh, homecoming. Um, the president of the college introduced me. He called me and said, I want to introduce you before the game starts. He said, we're going to be introducing uh, a lot of your teammates from 69, 70, and 71 that have come back to watch you play, and we're going to be introducing them, and they don't know it, but we will. We want to introduce you, and we'd like you to be in full uniform and just hide around the side of the stadium, and we'll call you over the PA system, and you come out on the field. Mm. Well, they introduced. There were 29 of my former teammates and coaches that were there. Oh man! And uh, they uh, announced over the PA system. They called out my name and. I started out on the field, and those guys all turned and started walking towards me, and um, I, I just I knew I couldn't look at them because I was going to get emotional. Oh yeah. And yeah. so I'm I'm looking down at the ground, and I, I ran up to them, and uh, I, when I got close to them, I looked up, and every one of them were they were crying, they were all crying, and oh. one of them grabbed me, and he said, uh, "Mike, we keep." reading where you said that you let us down um we knew that fight wasn't your fault and we we never never blamed you for that and besides look because you came back to play we're all back together again Mm. and so god in his mercy um you know gave me that forgiveness that i needed from my former teammates to overcome that greatest regret in my life and uh and then enabled me to play my senior year and uh, eileen and i were on a walk sunday after that game uh my first game back and she said see god knew all those years ago when you got kicked out that he was going to give you this senior year back Mm. and it was going to be more special than anything that you would have ever done back then because your whole family was able to share in it with you wow Oh, it's remarkable. Oh, it's so encouraging, so inspiring. It's the story of Mike Flint, a a 59-year-old grad student who returned to the football field back in 2007 at Sol Ross State, and and he wrote a book about it. It's called The Senior, and and LeBron James actually wrote the the foreword for the book. And and, and Mike, just listening to your story, it's just so encouraging and and inspiring. But, But as you speak and as you as you tell your story what what's the the message that you hope people receive and 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 how can you even just challenge and and inspire listeners today in regards to the the concept of chasing a dream and and overcoming regret and and also just proving that that it's it's never too late and to to let people know that wherever they're at in life it's not too late how how do you kind of put that into a uh, an encouraging word for us today well, there's yeah, a, a couple of things. First of all, there's an old saying that anybody's been in, 
involved in football will, will remember and, and has heard before, uh, you got to want it more. Mm. And have you ever heard a coach say that? Well, sometimes you've got to want it longer. Mm. And um, you can't – if you go to Genesis 32, um, and it's the story about Jacob and um, uh, struggling with the angel – and uh, it's just an, an amazing, incredible story about not quitting. You just can't quit because you never uh, – failure is not something – it's not who you are. It's something that happens to you. And as long as you don't quit, then, then you're, you're never going to fail. You're going to keep learning and moving forward. But the, the, the things that are important from my perspective and, and what helped me is, number one, was attitude. Um, and I believed that I that I could overcome the challenges that I was faced with, and in my mind th- that I could do everything that I could when I was younger. And I, I'd worked towards that. I'd um, I devoted and invested in my time and in my health. And so, uh, but I, my attitude was positive that I was I was going to go forward. I was going to give it my best. And and um, the second thing was belief. I, I believed in um, in myself and my God-given talents and abilities. And it, you know, Christ tells us to to love ourselves. You know, we're we're instructed to love others as we love ourselves. But we don't stop and ask ourselves that question often enough: Do I love me? Hmm. Do I really love me? And and, and 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 then you believe in yourself, and then then you you've got to have commitment. You've got to be committed. I, I'm I'm termed as a motivational speaker, but I I think motivation is is way overrated. Motivation motivation's a quarter horse. Hmm. That, that that triple crown is won by a thoroughbred, <laughs> and you've got to have commitment and and discipline and and stay with it. Don't quit. Don't don't let somebody else talk you out of your dream. Don't let somebody else. Now your dream may change over time. It may evolve into something different, but it's still your dream. And and you just you can't you can't quit. And so, you know, those are the things. And it's you know, uh, A B C attitude, belief, and commitment. Um, and it's it's extreme. It's very simple. And it's good. not always easy. But it's simple. It's good. Wow. Well, it's it's such a and just an inspiring story of Mike Flint, the the senior, uh, who who made it back as a fifty nine year old college football linebacker and 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 showed us uh, that it's never too late to to go after our dreams and and just uh, just such a cool story that I encourage people to check out the website mikeflint.com, find out more information, find out about the book, the senior uh, LeBron James wrote the foreword for it and uh and mike man really appreciate you uh you being a part of the the show today and just so thankful that that god really changed your life and and it's just cool to, to see how he he used you in a remarkable unique way uh to be an inspiration to, to so many people so so thanks for sharing that with unpacking it today you bet bryce thank you so much for and for your listeners it's spelled f-l-y-n-t because um, a lot of people will look for F-L-I-N-T, but it's F-L-Y-N-T. But I, I appreciate so much you having me. Absolutely. He's Mike Flint. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA. Inspiring conversations 
and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. All right, this is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Each week, we wrap up the show with a segment we call Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and although we have clear blessings to be thankful for, today I want to unpack how we can also be thankful for life's disappointments. We may not ordinarily add them to our thankful list, but when we dig a little deeper, we can discover reasons to include them. Sports provide perfect examples of bad news leading to gratefulness. Drew Brees, for instance, had a major shoulder injury earlier in his career, and the Chargers moved on from him. Breeze then signed with the Saints, where he's won a Super Bowl. David Robinson's injuries caused the Spurs to have only 20 wins during the 1996-97 season, which ultimately led to them picking Tim Duncan first overall in the NBA draft and winning five NBA championships. A Peyton Manning neck injury led the Colts to transition away from their franchise quarterback, and as he got healthy, signed with the Broncos. By teaming up with a great defense, Manning was able to win another Super Bowl. In each of these scenarios, major injuries were only temporary and ultimately led to championship wins. Nobody ever wants to get injured, but think how thankful they are for having injuries that resulted in victory. We, too, can look back at injuries in our own lives and see how God used them for our good. Many of those situations wouldn't have been how we designed them, but aren't we thankful they turned out the way they did? Of all the injuries in life that have led to victory, the ones I'm most thankful for took place on the cross. At least seven wounds led to Jesus' death, but thankfully, he ended up winning, and we can now join him in eternal victory. Today, let's be encouraged to thank God, even for the injuries in life that he's used to change us and grow us, because the Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So I hope you're willing to unpack that. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins and he was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA.